Hello, everybody. This is the Conversation Cannabis and Christianity podcast. My name is Miguel Torres, and I'm your host. And our special guest is a return guest. It is Pastor Keith Stanton. And we're going to be talking about faith. A lot of people, everybody has faith in something. Everybody has faith in something, whether it's your vehicle that it's going to turn on when you need it to turn on, your toilet when it's going to, that it's going to flush when you want it to flush, or the chair that you're sitting on, and you're trusting that it's not going to fall down when you sit on it. And other times we also hear, other times we hear, commonly hear faith being used is also sometimes when people are in need and you hear somebody say, I don't have that kind of faith or I wish I had that kind of faith. And that makes faith a work. And when you read scriptures, it's not a work. It's a belief. It's believing and trusting. And Keith has a great way of talking about faith. So I hope he's ready. I don't know. Are you ready? <laughs> I guess I have to be, right? Yeah, you kind of do. You kind of do. <laughs> it's all good. So as a pastor... When people think of faith, what are the, some of the things that you generally run into in terms of the way people understand faith and how faith in their maker and his love for them translates to their daily life? Hmm. Well, the primary thing you see, and especially in churches, is people say they have faith in God, they're Christian, they have faith in Christ, you know, whomever they worship. And so they have faith. And then, like you said, some people say, well, I wish I had that kind of faith. I wish I had the faith of that person, or I wish I had enough faith to believe this and things like that. And so you're right, it is a work because when we operate from that paradigm of faith is about what I believe and what I believe is going to determine, you know, my faith is going to determine what happens in my life. Yeah, right? Yeah. So my faith is going to dictate what happens, what whatever the circumstance is. So we are relying on our own faith, which isn't enough. Our faith is not enough. Now, I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek, and yep, I'll explain. I yeah. So, um, we don't, oftentimes, we don't even have confidence in our own faith, right? So, you'll see many people, like like in the, in the Christian faith, uh, people will rededicate their life to Jesus over and over and over and over and over again. And that's because they're questioning their faith deep down. They're like, well, you know, cause maybe they've had some struggles. Maybe they've done some things they're not happy about. Maybe things aren't working out for them. So maybe, well, maybe I don't have strong enough faith. So 
they rededicate, they do another altar call, walk, whatever, and think, okay, so now I've done that. Now it's going to work out. And it just doesn't work that way. Um, so because we're relying on something that, that we do. So in, in the, in the spiritual realm, there's really only one faith and that's God's faith. And it's his faith revealed and expressed through Jesus, what we believe in, in the Christian church. So, um, and there's many scriptures that talk about his, his faith, you know, and when we, we are faithless, he is faithful, right? That's just one example. So, um, he gives each person a measure of faith. So we don't conjure up our own faith. Our faith is a gift of God. And so perhaps he allows us to trust a little more as we grow in our understanding and our relationship with him. Um, and I'm not saying it's like a process, but we we have to, I believe, and this has kind of been my journey, is understanding that it isn't really about me. It's about him. And so I have my stuff that I worry about and struggle with. And I have found there's a lot of truth in what Jesus said. He said, faith is a rest. Right. Yeah. So it's mm -hmm. a rest. It, faith, faith really isn't like, did I pray hard enough? Right. Did I pray long enough? Did I pray the right way? Did I ask the right? And, and did and I prayer, do it right? Right. And did prayer is right. not prayer is not like God's not like a vending machine where you put a little faith in and press a button and you get what you want. You know, sometimes what we want isn't what's best for us. So we don't get what we want. Right. Yeah. And uh, Rolling Stone sang a song about that. You don't always I know you, this is the second time in a row you've, <laughs> you've used that quote, <laughs> um, but, but it's a good one. Right. So, um, There, there is a truth in in the spirit world. There's a truth in the kingdom of God that all of humanity was created by God and all of humanity is reconciled to God. It's only in our thinking that we're alienated. In other words, we don't feel close to him. We feel like he's far off. He's not for us. He doesn't love us, but that's not the truth. The truth is he loves us more than we can possibly comprehend. The truth is that he's never going to give up on us. And he's going to, sometimes things happen in our life and he does not orchestrate these things. The different challenges, sometimes we make decisions, life happens right? Yeah. As Forrest Gump said, it happens, right? It happens. Stuff happens for a variety of reasons. But he, it's not that he makes those things happen. He doesn't put them into motion because a lot of people will say, well, 
you know, he must be upset with me or whatever, right? Right. That is how that is how people that's how a lot of people met out their life. Mm -hmm. And and that's uh it's a strange thing, I think. Because it's all performance based. And when I see it, when I hear and talk with people who believe in Christ and it comes down to to that type of uh understanding of what believing in christ means that uh it's it's a, it can be a bit discouraging because you're kind of like thinking man what are the, what's being taught what, what's being taught and where they're where they're attending because a lot of denominations do make it a work and and it's not just christianity all denominations do it christianity is actually the one jesus is the one deity that is stands in stark difference from every other worldview and religion every other worldview and religion says you have to earn your way in you have to do those things you have to perform you have to keep a mental track in your mind on how you're doing it do you think you're doing well enough have you done what you're told have you not done what you're told how do you met that out oh don't worry when you die someone else will do it for you you just hope you did enough good instead of bad and we'll see how things shake out. Christ is, Jesus is different because he says nobody can get in. Everybody's disqualified. And when that happens, the currency for acceptance is belief. The doing is believing. And there's, I know there's a lot of denominations and you can kind of just see it on people. It's just kind of like, wow. And I know people have seen it on me. So I'm not I'm not pointing a finger at all. This is me too. Faith, trust. And I heard you say the confidence that God is going to do the things that he promises to do for us. And I remember we've talked about this before. And uh, I'm going to switch gears a little bit. We're still on faith. But I remember in the past you were saying faith is what God thinks of you. Some to that extent. Mm -hmm. And that is, when when I hear that, I wish I had that kind of faith. And then the way you explain it, when you say, you know what, faith is what God thinks of you. Those are those are opposites to me when I hear that. So what do you, when you said that, what, what, were, you, what were you thinking of? And, All right, so... This is kind of deep. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's going to go deep. So I'll just go. But all right. So I'll start off by saying that, you know, soon before Jesus left his disciples, he said, I have a lot to say to you now, but you can't bear to hear it. Right. In other words, like a few good men, he was like Colonel Jessup. He said, you can't handle the truth. But the truth sets us free. But we can't handle it because it's all about what we do. True faith, the rest, the, the, the faith, the rest that Jesus talks about is to stop trying and recognize the job's already been done. He and, and, and it was never a job to do to begin with, really. It's only that our mindset is the, the, you know, it's our thinking that deceives us. And 
that's the enemy is our 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 thinking our stinking thinking and we think we're not good enough we think i'm a failure we think i, I messed up and so now god's mad at me and, and you know and it goes on and on and on and on and that's not the case so but we all do it we, we all do some it some way shape or form we, do. we all part do of it the problem part of the problem is um we're too busy pleading right or wishing or hoping or asking for what we already have and see that's that's the truth see we we have we've been given all heavenly blessings now we'll all experience that and see that it's anybody's guess but i am pretty confident that until we step aside and let God do the work in us, let him lead us and trust that everything's going to be okay because he says it's going to be okay and he's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us and his will is it all be saved. And in that means, in that usage of that word in the scripture is not saved from an angry God. That's a bad teaching in the church god is not ticked off at any of his kids he loves his kids but there has been a teaching for the past well it kind of started with uh augustine and then it just went on and then then you get into uh, john calvin kind of got into this total depravity thing which is a lie it's a lie okay told what 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 what, well, he had to say total depravity, you know, like people say, well, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. No, you're not. You're a beloved child of God who occasionally sins. You're not a sinner. That's a false identity. See, we live from a false concept of who we are as human beings. All of creation is a child of God. All of creation, every single person on the planet, past, present, and future was created in his image and likeness. We are just like him. We're not him, but we're just like him. We are his offspring. And in him, we live and move and have our being, as Paul said in the book of Acts, to non-believers in Rome. So the truth is we're one big happy family. We're one with God through Christ. His life was our vicarious life. So he, he came to reveal the father father's not ticked off at us he says so it's so when you like when you if you want to read the bible those that want to read the bible if you read the bible and you see an angry god you're not reading it right you're not translating it right you're not understanding who it was written to when it was written and why it was written many people back in the old testament worshiped pagan gods they didn't know God as Jesus revealed God. So their belief, their concept was that God was angry, and usually not at them, angry at the other tribe, So and that God wanted them to go kill him. And that's not true. But that's not the heart of the Father. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. I and the Father are one. So really in in the trinitarian 
faith and the Trinitarian understanding. We talk about the Trinity. So it's not like God angry at the sun and I got to take out my wrath on humanity. And so he's no. His wrath is against sin itself, not his kids, the stuff that does his harms. He's not mad at us. He's mad at the things we get caught up with. So Jesus healed everybody at the cross. That was for the whole cosmos. All He says, when I'm lifted up, I will draw all people to myself. Where was he lifted up? On the cross. So all of humanity, and it's really, literally, it's dragged. I'm going to drag everybody to myself. The same translation is dragged. Right, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So that makes more sense. Against our will, right? right? That makes more sense. We don't want to be right. So a lot of times we don't want to be reconciled to God. For some reason, pain and misery, we go towards it like like media. If it bleeds, it leads. There's something strange about that. And Mm -hmm. and and I don't lose your train of thought, but I want I've been thinking about this. And I kind of liken it to Garden of Eden. And here's why. And I see you smiling. And yep. I, I'm glad you're bringing that up. Because if we think we can make our own decisions without God and his help, and I don't mean without God, I mean like, I'm doing this without you. I mean, you're my maker. Wherever I go, you're going to be going with me. Because you're my maker. If I say, I want to do this on my own, I'm still connected to you. Or like children who grew up and turn 18 and leave the household, they're still connected. But they're responsible for their own actions now and the consequences that come with it. And there's something about what you're saying just now that mirrors the garden. I didn't mean to interrupt you, man. Keep going no, well, you're right. Sin is his own consequence. The things we do, whether we abuse ourselves or other people, we suffer the consequences from that. It doesn't come from God. It comes from what we do. And sometimes it comes from other people. And sometimes it right? does. Because there is other people involved. Yes. They, we, are, we are impacting other people with our decisions. Mm-hmm. And and so it, it's, it, and I'm glad you bring up the garden. So we were created for a relationship. Yeah. We cre- we were created to be in communion with God all the time, to walk in peace, which is the Garden of Eden. Peace, pleasure, presence, in his presence, peaceful, just enjoying each other's company. And that's what happened. But then the deceiver's like, well... You know, I bet you, he said, don't eat from that tree. But then the carnal mind kicked in and said, you know, he didn't really mean that. I can eat that. One, no snake crawling on the ground. That's just symbolic. It's our thinking. So, and we do this all the time with all kinds of things today. Mm-hmm. We're like, well, I can't really be that way. We hear, nah, and then we want to put, you know, so we make up our own mind and and that's you know so that's what happened there we're all gonna do it and so so that door's been opened and we can all do that yes now now see here's the thing that happened and 
they realize they're naked, right? So we're just kind of going back to yeah. that. All right. So, and what did they do? They hid. God not did not hide first. from them. Now, I've been thinking about that. They didn't hide right after they ate. No, when they realized they were naked. They hid when they heard their voice being called by their maker. There's there's something not documented between the time that they ate and the time right. that they heard their name being called by their maker. But why which, did they hide when they were called? Because, because they were embarrassed yes. because they realized they were naked. But but and, and, and I'm not disagreeing with that. You know, I'm with you on that minute. What I'm getting at is that there's a space of time that is not recorded between the time that they ate the fruit mm -hmm. and their name is called by Jesus. Something happened between there. I don't know what it is, but that's why we're talking about it. You know what I mean? And yeah. that's what's interesting is that something happened. They knew that they, they ate from a tree that they weren't supposed to eat from. Something changed inside them to the point when they heard in that space that isn't recorded, when they heard their name, there was a different understanding to their existence. They could now met out what they wanted to do on their own without, with that connection still got, like remember I gave that analogy, the 18 year old child goes out and says, here's what I want to do now. But it's, wouldn't that have already occurred when they made the decision to eat? Right. But I'm getting at is that something that, that unrecorded time, mm -hmm. we don't know what that is. Yeah. And we don't, and that's what I think. I've never thought about I that. Think I'll that's, have to contemplate that one. I think that's because it's personal for all of us. Mm -hmm. We're all in that, that door's been open. We're all walking through that door. And now the choice, the, the decisions we make between birth and death or rapture, you know, that's, that's where the trust and the faith and the confidence comes in. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So this is like, People can't handle the truth. So now we're gonna we're gonna door's been opened. Now we're gonna walk down that journey towards the truth. Okay. So <clears throat> no one has a problem saying that what Adam and Eve did in the garden affected all of humanity. And they had no say in the matter. Right. A lot of people are hard. I've, I've had a hard time with that myself okay. in my life. And I'm thinking a lot of people do. So keep going. But 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 that's what's taught in right. You know, so we so we feel like, as you kind of said it yourself, like, well, now we want to do our own thing because of what they did. So right. not our decision, it was their decision. All right. Now hold one thought. Adam and Eve. Were children of God. They weren't God. Father, like, where are you hiding? What's what's going on? What's up? Right? Father told him, don't eat from that tree. You don't need to eat from that tree. That brings death, you know. And it's not good for you. You know, don't do it. Just hang out with me. Let's just, like, live in peace. Let's just hang out together. Enjoy all this stuff together and just verse and play and we can frolic and we can run through the meadows and we can swim in the streams and we can do all these things life is great watch the birds sing all this stuff but adam and eve oh, made when, when i gotta i'm gonna add something to you okay. i'm gonna add something to it because i know because here's the thing when i read that his job the job that he gave them was to be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth mm -hmm. in other words he's saying 
you go out and have a lot of sex and have a family and have a lot of sex and have a lot of sex and have a lot of sex and subdue the earth. There's no violence in that. No. It's it's what people call making love, right? Now, I, I bring that up because denominations have twisted that around big time. But it's strange that their marching orders were to, hey, that stuff feels good. You keep doing that and you're going to keep multiplying and subdue the earth because it's yours. But there's something about it that makes us turn away. Because we think from a carnal mindset and not a spiritual mindset. We're not, we're not remaining in communion with God. We refuse to walk back in the garden. Garden is there. The garden is the kingdom of heaven, which is within us. It's not a place out there. Jesus said it multiple times. The kingdom of heaven is within us. It's in our higher thought realm. And that's where the spirit of God resides. It's it's in our thoughts. Holy Spirit's inside of us. The kingdom of is within, within, not without. Right. It's within internal. So, but if so, if we want to, so we have a choice. We can think, you know, in our way of thinking, or we can stop thinking. Now we're getting back to the faith part and trust and listen to him to speak to us. And that comes from sitting in silence in his presence, whether it's in your bed, in a chair you know, where in a closet, you know, sitting in the pool, in the jacuzzi, whatever, wherever it is, it works. If you want to sit in your car, whatever you sit in his presence. Sometimes I just close my eyes on the plane and I just relax and listen for that still small voice, they call it. Right. And, and sometimes, I mean, sometimes I'm not even really I'm not doing anything. And all of a sudden stuff just comes, bam, I get this thing, this thought comes in my head and I'm like, oh my gosh. And it's this mind blowing. And then it's something I want to go study now. And, or it's just so mind blogging. I'm just like, and I'm just like, like almost laid out. You got an idea. An idea came into the mind and said, and, and lit it up and said, this is something. And, and you, you feel it. You're just like, wow. That part, that idea just illuminated something in my thoughts. And I'm hungry for it now. Well, it's all about his love. Right. It, it's, I just, it, it's, but it's expressed in different ways. And how we receive it, it can present itself to people in different ways, mm-hmm. depending on how we think of things. Well, depending, that's, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And so let's kind of like come back around the yeah. bend Ooh. because, you know, you brought up Garden of Eden. You brought up Adam and Adam, and now okay, everybody, you know, is just a, a mess because of Adam. Remember, Adam is not God. God is omnipotent, all-knowing, creator of all things. Hold that thought. Hold that thought. So, and he said, "What did he say? If you eat from that tree, you'll die." The Apostle Paul, you know, let's not forget that 
and got knocked on his butt and blinded for three days as Jesus revealed himself to him and revealed this truth to him, which I'm fixing to share. And it just sent the man on a mission. And everything changed for Paul, who was one of the religious elite who was like trying to do it his way and the religious way and all this stuff. So I'm going to go into the book of Romans chapter five. Therefore, 518, therefore, as through one man's offense, Adam, judgment came to all men, resulting in condemnation, which comes from ourselves. Even so, even so, let me say that one more time. Even so, through one man's righteous act, Jesus, the free gift came to all men, resulting in justification of life. Says, um, for if, verse 15, for if by the one man's offense, many died, much more by the grace of God and the gift by the grace of the one man, Jesus, abounded to many. If one died, all died. So, Second Corinthians. We'll go on a little Bible study for just a couple. All right, man. While you're doing that, I want to I'm gonna draw this comparison. Okay. Because I heard you say when when we can stop thinking, because if you go back and listen, listeners, if you go back and listen to the episode that was published with Tweetip about it's titled The Luxury Industry Training Executive. In there, she starts talking about. We start talking about head and heart connections, head and heart connections. And in that, she says something to the effect of this. We think we're doing all this critical thinking, but we're not because the head isn't connected to the heart. The head is just spinning around, lost in whatever freaking crap we've been feeding on. And when I heard you say, you know what, we just need to stop thinking. I know you don't mean stop thinking and just be like a, I know you don't mean it that way. I know when you said we need to stop thinking. I'm no, thinking, I mean, you stop thinking. I, I actually meant what I said. Well, I mean, you sit still in silence. There, it's in a, yes. And if thoughts come, you release them. So it, it might be a good thought. It might be a bad thought. It might be an in-between thought. Release them to one, though. Just release them and listen God will speak to us. So you, you might be thinking about the fans a little loud. Maybe I should turn the light down, that kind of stuff, right? Right. You think you hear a car outside, just let it go. Or you're thinking. That's the kind of stuff we're talking right. about. So you let that stuff go and you listen for him to speak to you. And it's a practice that very few attain. And. And in the scriptures, when it talks about, like Jesus did a lot of parables about like the wide road and the narrow road. 
and we're talking about faith. Yeah. So the narrow road, as I see it, is first of all, accepting the truth that all of humanity, not through their prayer, not through their faith, not through their belief, not through their their rituals and sacrifices, but simply through the blood of Christ, the, the vicarious death, burial, and resurrection of the one man, God himself in flesh, was the vicarious baptism, death, burial, resurrection, and ascension for all of humanity. That's the truth of the gospel. That is the gospel. Now, very few people believe that. Now that's, that's when, the narrow way. And then when when you said very few people attain it, is that what you meant also? Well, attain okay. and believe was it those well, synonymous? Hold on. Or? So first you have to believe that that's true. So first you have to believe that. First you have to believe that. This is what I believe, and I don't know that this is necessarily true because God can do whatever God wants to and do, regardless cool. of what you believe. And right? that's what's cool about doing this, Keith, is that this is what you believe and what I believe. Mm -hmm. And it's right. okay. That's right. So, so for me, you know, the truth is all of humanity was included in everything that Christ did. All of humanity is reconciled, restored, healed, sanctified, holy, righteous in his sight. But not everybody believes that about other people. People in the church don't believe that about people outside the church. And people in the church don't even believe that about themselves. Now, funny thing. I agree with you there. Now, here's the funny thing. Here's the scripture that, that that's coming to my mind as you're saying that is I don't know the book chapter and verse, but I know what it says. And it says every knee will bend. Even the ones that don't want to. That means every, even the ones that don't want to. I don't well, recall it saying even the ones that it don't doesn't want say to. that, but it doesn't say that. But when it says every knee will bend to Christ, it includes when I think of it, when I read that, this is like I said, this is just me. And you then know? it says it will confess right. that Jesus is the Lord. Even if they don't want to. No, no. You no see I would say but my, my thought is when I read it, when I read it, when I'm like, wow, that is exactly what when I this is the way I'm this is the way this is the way I am. Doing what you're saying and comparing it to the scriptures. When I read that scripture, it's like everybody will know because it'll be undeniable. Mm -hmm. And that's what it's like. Even if somebody doesn't believe, they still know. Okay, so that's an interesting right? that is kind little of twist. Yeah, so kind of let, let's dissect the word confess. The word confess means to agree with. You can't agree with something you don't believe. But if you know it and you start choosing it. You can't confess what you don't believe. Right. You can't agree with what you don't believe. If you if you don't choose it, that means you don't believe it. Or maybe you believe it, but you're not choosing it. And, and that could happen. Right. So and, that, that's what I'm getting at. It's like somebody happen. says, hey, I know this is true, mm -hmm. but I don't want it. Okay. Right? That's why I go back to the garden where it's like. Their marching orders were to have sex and 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 to mm -hmm. and to and to subdue this earth that was peaceful. 
but they said, I don't want it. I want to try something different. Well, and Every, that's everybody, everybody does that. Yeah. This is the time. Yeah. So I hear what you're saying, and I will agree that because I really don't know how it all plays out at the and end. And neither do I. But, but <laughs> yeah, is it possible that there will be, at the end of the day, when it's all said and done, that some just will say, I, I, I just don't accept that. I don't, I'm not saying that, believe it's accepting it. But their knee still bends. That's what the scripture says. Their knee still bends. Well, I don't know that it. It says that but. it doesn't but it says every knee yeah. it doesn't say even the ones who don't believe it doesn't say that but it just says yeah every knee yeah. and that's where i'm getting at it's kind of like so and which is interesting so let's take that and say okay so every knee bends but not everybody wants to accept the love of god right they don't want to accept the truth that they're love so so they right that they're loved that they love that they're a-okay with god right because of the stuff they've been doing so they think god can't love me they know it. I've made too many it. mistakes. And I know everybody says he loves me. Everybody says I'm his child. Everybody says Jesus, you know, gave his life for me to, to heal me and restore me. But that can't be because of what I've done. Right. And but see, that's where God's love is a whole different kind of love. Right. And you know, I've heard a lot of people. So, so that in itself is tormenting, and it takes you to the parable of the the brother, the younger brother, the, the lost son, right? So, the younger brother, prodigal son, the prodigal okay. son. So, the prodigal son, he gets his he gets his inheritance from the father. He goes and he wander, the, I can't wait for you to die. Right. You you're dead to me already. Give me what you owe me. That's harsh. And he takes off and he squanders it and he ends up, you know, sitting in pig styes and he's like, you know, eating pig slop. And he says, heck, I can do better. And asks as a servant at my dad's place. So he goes home, he prepares a speech. Before he even gets there, his dad sees him from a far off, way far away and gets up, hikes up his robe, runs to him, hugs him before he can even give his speech. Puts his robe on him, the ring on him, the sandals, throws a big party, kills a fat cat. You know, this is a big party, right? I liken that to the kingdom. I liken that to the heavenly party. I agree. That's the heavenly party. Now, let's There's shift. Some people that don't like it. So shift gears right. to the older brother. Exactly. To the older brother. It's ticked. He's mad, man. He's like, how? <clears throat> I did better than you. do that. For him, I've done all this for you and my self-righteousness and all that. How could you do that for him after all he did? Da, 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 da. I'm not going in there and partying. I'm not doing that. And his daddy you know, said, to celebrate him. And his daddy celebrate him. Right. And his daddy says, son, everything I have has always been yours. That's the truth Ooh. I'm talking about. He knew it, but didn't believe it. And he was so self-righteous, which a lot of people can be that way. And that's where we have to be careful for those of us who are followers. Let's, well, for me, it's one thing to say I'm a Christian. It's another thing to be a follower. It's two entirely different things. Funny thing we start talking like that. Well, so, go ahead, man. So, <laughs> so, um, 
So anyway, so the the older brother refuses to go into the party because he thinks he's been doing everything right and probably has not. In his scorecard, he's up, the younger brother's down. Why are you celebrating now, him? So the party going on inside of the house, the mansion, because this is a rich guy, right? So he's got this big place, this big spread. And it, the, the party of the century is happening inside everybody's in there but the father and the older brother and the older brother refuses to go into the party does the father say well then you can hang out here all by yourself no the father stays with him outside the party you can never escape the presence of god even if you choose to say no he's going to hang with you until you say yes that's what i believe he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. So even if we get in the pit of our own self-made hell and all this estrangement that we go through and all these struggles and trials that we're going through and we're chastising ourselves, we're chastising others, we're hating God, we're giving him the middle finger and we're saying, I don't want it. I don't believe it. Whatever. I believe in some mysterious way that I can't explain and I don't know if it's true or not, but the God I know will never give up, and he's going to make sure that all of his children, at some point in time, are going to come to party, because that's his will. And I don't believe there's a human being on the planet whose free will is stronger than God's will. I'm sorry, I don't believe that. Now, can I prove it? No, but that's what I believe. Why do I believe this? This is the, the key. Why do I believe this so strongly? Because God has revealed his love for me. And he's revealed his love for me in some of the darkest places in my life. Some challenging times where I've said, thought, and done some horrible things. Where I've thought the worst of myself, other people. I've found myself in all kinds of darkness. And he's revealed his love to me every single time. And he's healed me repeatedly. And he's shown me so many amazing things that it's just transform my thinking and i will not accept and i will not ever believe that he's going to give up on any of us amen he loves us so we talk about a, a, a dad loves his son and said yeah well okay but we're talking god and his love is a whole different kind of love it's a self-giving love and god came down from his throne if you want to use symbolic terms or whatever. An illustration that we can understand. Right. So because that basically that's what it is. It's it, basically an illustration that we can right. understand with our human ears. And yes. Mind. So he comes down in the form of a man, in a body, God in the body. God himself went to that cross. God didn't send his son to that cross. God himself was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. God was in that cross with him. When the nails went through Jesus' hands, they went through God's hands. That is the truth. That is the narrow way to believe that God himself, the father of all creation, was the one on that cross is mind-blowing. And that's something that not many people believe. But that's what I believe only because he's revealed it to me. It's personal. It's very personal. And, and study. I've studied it's, it's it. It's personal too, though. It's it's, personal. It is personal. It's and personal. that, but that's how powerful his love is. And that's why it is personal because it is one to one. There's nobody between. There's nobody between you and your maker. Nobody. 
If you're in a denomination that says there's somebody between you and your maker, that's a lie. I'm not saying you called on the liars. I'm just saying you understand that it's between you and your maker and there's no other person between it. Yeah. And I'm not, and I, and I am not criticizing anybody else because we all have our own journey, right? Right. And we all have our own life experiences. You know, I love to watch my wife and I, we watch Law and Order. <laughs> and, and, you know, what's interesting about that show is people on that show do some horrific things, right? And they get thrown in jail. And, and that um, criminal minds, even better, better, better example. So these people do this horrific serial murders, all this stuff, right? But through the process of that episode, you see the story, the life story of that person is revealed to you in that episode. So, you know, they do all this research. They find out all these things about this person's life. And it's those life experiences. Many times it started when they were a child that led them as an adult to do the things they do that they never would have done had they not gone through the experiences they went through. And that's the thing about humanity. In our humanness and in this world, we are faced with all kinds of challenges and obstacles and things that some things we agree with and embrace and some things we don't. And there are people out there who, from whatever their experiences, they do the most horrible things to other people or themselves. But that's not who they are. They're acting outside of their true identity because they're not aware of who they are in God and Christ. It's it's an identity crisis, and it, it's it's a funky thing because we could get we could get we could go into a lot of different things because mm -hmm. you talk about the world we're living and the country that somebody's born into, and the state or the province or the city or the town or the village that somebody's born into, and you can break this down and. An infinite number of ways. Eventually, it'd be finite, though, because it is not God. God is the maker of this. And it's interesting to hear you say all this, Keith. It's 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 very refreshing, man. It's very refreshing because when it comes down to it, there's a bad stigma on Christ. There is. There's a bad is. stigma on Christ. And there's a bad stigma on his creation people and because this is the conversation cannabis christianity podcast and the time marijuana that there's a stigma on that stuff there is and there's a stigma on christ and it's 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 interesting how the maker and the creation how it only took about a hundred years for when I mean, you look at the course of humanity whether you believe in evolution and millions or thousands of years i don't care i'm not i don't care if it's a millions or just a 6,000 years old, does not matter to me. I don't care. But when it comes down to it, and we think about creation and creator, why would we think our creator's mad at us? Because of somebody else's decision. That doesn't make sense. Why would we think that a plant that he made that feeds the largest modulating system in the mammal's body, the human body, for homeostasis, which is your quality of life. 
Why would we think that came from the devil? Unless people have intentionally told other people lies about Jesus and his people and his creation to create division. Mm -hmm. And not just division, but hatred. Mm -hmm. And not just hatred, but default hatred. And then I think about what you're talking about as people who are born into this world and we have these experiences. We're born into a format. And this is what's kind of strange about when I think about the garden. That fall, eating that fruit said, we want to make our own format. But we want your source of energy to power it. Mm, yeah, I like that. We want our own format, but we want your source of energy to power it. Good way to look at it. And Jesus says, okay, I'll let you try that out. Look at what you're doing to everybody. Look at all the suffering and the pain that your decisions are causing on other people. And I'm talking like nations, cultures, and civilizations. That's how I view it. And I'm so glad that we've reconnected after almost 20 years. That's pretty awesome, isn't it? That's pretty cool, man. All right. Both in a different part of our journey, too. Oh, it's all... We're both in a different place than we were 20 years ago. And it all has meaning. It does. It does. Yeah. <laughs> You want to say something before we close this out? Because I'm about to close this out. I know I, I know you travel a lot. And when you do this with me, I know you're taking time away from your wife. Uh, it's all good. And it's I'm appreciative of it. Me. I'm appreciative of it. Oh. And and uh, if you want to close this out, you can. Or else I can. Whatever you want to do. Here. Yeah. I, 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 let me. Um, So, um, yeah, I remember it's a podcast. I don't do video. Nobody can see you thinking. I know. I know. They just hear the silence. <laughs> so, it says, so I'm going to read from Philippians 3 9, and, and this is out of the concordant, concordant literal translation. It says, I should be gaining Christ and may be found in him, not having my righteousness, which is of law but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is from God, it all comes from him. So the moment we decide to stop trying to figure it out on our own and to, to take a step back and say, you know what? I don't have the answer and I'm lost and I'm struggling and and I have cried myself to sleep many a night in different struggles and many, many times woke up the next day renewed and healed. With peace. And that's how you know it's yes. because you don't have the strife. Mm -hmm. That's this that's the indicator for that. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. If you have peace, that's where you're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so I would just say that for anybody struggling, and we all struggle, and, and even it is 
and I'm not anywhere near the end of my journey. I know that. And I, I learn more every day and um, God reveals more and more to me each day, revealed a couple th things to me this week, just the other day. But the thing is, there is, we have a, we have a, a way to, to navigate through the trials of this life with a little more comfort, a little more peace, and a little more hope. And that's by not trying to figure it out all on our own, but to trust that when he said on the cross, it is finished, that he meant it and that it's true, that all the work has already been done. We're already reconciled to God. In fact, we were never alienated from him, only in our thinking. And we thought we were, but we never were. Maybe we've been taught that. We've been taught that too. Yeah. So, but the thing is, we are children of God. Everybody on this planet, past, present, and future is a child of God. But not everybody has um, come to an awareness of that truth. And so the more we can take a step back and trust a little more, like the song, Three Little Birds, everything's going to be all right. So while what we see going on, we might not agree with, what we see going on or what might be experienced may be painful. We can still hold on to the hope that everything is going to be all right at the end of the day. I don't know what it looks like. Nobody does, but God does. And so that's where I put my trust. And, and I have, it has changed a lot of things in my life and it's helped me stay calm. Not always don't always get it right, but a lot better than I used to be. More peace. More peace and more. Which is the opposite of strife and yeah. fighting. Yeah. I sleep good. It's the exact and, opposite. Yeah. And um, most nights I sleep good. Sometimes, you know, I get stuff in my head and, or I got stuff at work. But yeah, hey, that I, we're not talking 100%. More yeah. times than not. Yes. And that's the that's the goal. If the more times than not are in the opposite direction, you don't want that. You want to flip that around because you want more good times and more peace so then uh, yeah so let me let me say this last thing it just like yeah all right so when we can start to believe for ourselves that god's okay with us when we can start to believe that hey i'm a child of god when we can look in the mirror and say to ourselves in the mirror, and I encourage people to do that. I do that. I, have, I find myself doing that sometimes, reminding myself, I am a child of God. I am the righteousness of God in Christ. When we can start to see that in ourselves, then we can start to see it in other people. It is quite profound how that happens. And when we can start to see it in other people, our disagreements and our challenges in relationships start to heal. And maybe we're not so quick to respond. Like when we're having a difficult conversation, maybe we say, you know what? I want to understand where you're coming from. Instead of just like right away, we got to jump in. 
Or maybe we just see somebody do something we don't disagree with. And right away we get angry and we say, oh, you shouldn't do that, 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 you know, whatever. And we get all upset instead of taking a step back and saying, you know what? That's a child of God acting contrary to who they truly are in him. And it's simply because they don't know who they are. Maybe I can help them see who they are by building a relationship with them. And, and you know, I, beautiful th man that's just it's you know, called love one another love one another that's the commandment now love one another because you know what the other 10 and all the ancillary laws we failed that we humanity failed that and jesus says i knew you were going to fail which is why i said i'm going to give myself up to make the doing believing because you know, i know you can't do it you cannot perform your way back into my love because I give it to you freely, all you got to do is believe. And that's the crazy thing about it. It almost seems counterintuitive because, just like you said, we know we've all done and said things that have hurt people. Mm -hmm. And to believe that we're still loved for it, that's the hardest. Yeah. That's what all people have a hard time understanding. Yeah. That you are loved that much. And, and it doesn't mean what you did wrong was swept under the rug and forgotten. Of course not. It was paid for in that spiritual realm that you were talking about, which manifests itself in the physical. Yeah. If you believe it. If you believe that it doesn't, well, then it won't. And you can keep trugging along, wondering why things don't work Like out. a light switch on the wall. Electricity is always there. Unless power goes out from the power country. Light well, right. we're not talking about that. Come on. But... but <laughs> Ordinarily, the power's there, you flip the switch, the light comes on. Right. It's simple as that. It, it's there. It's a matter of flipping the switch. And our thinking and our and our belief. And, and, and one last thing on the thing on love, because a lot of people hang on to the, the they say this was Jesus's last commandment. Love others as you love yourself. But see, he said that on the Sermon on the Mount. Right before he left and ascended to heaven, he said, the last command I give you is to love others as I have loved love you. you. That's a whole nother thing. Right I know, man, that's unconditionally, right? That's, that's even when people make you mad. Because we don't always love ourselves. Right. So right. if we love somebody like we love ourselves, right. we might not be giving them a very good love. Oh, now we're getting somewhere. Now we're really getting somewhere. That's right. If this is the way I think about myself, do I think about you better than I think about myself? Or do you think about me better than you think about yourself? We do that. We do. We do that a lot. All the time. And I'm telling you, and you're telling all the listeners too, you're loved. Amen. You're loved. Yep. yep. All right, man. Let's do it. All this right. This is the Conversation Cannabis and Christianity Podcast. My name is Miguel Torres, and I am your host. And our special guest is Pastor Keith Stanton. And this episode is titled faith because you're loved love you all <laughs>